Welcome to the Perfect Time Podcast with Christy and Lindsay. Grab your coffee and let's chat mindset. In these mini episodes, we talk about how now is the perfect time to get in the best emotional, mental, and physical shape of our lives. Our minds are the most powerful tool we have. So let's grow together. It's Christy and Lindsay, and it is the perfect time to catch up today. I'm sitting on my trampoline. It's March 1st. It's beautiful in Columbus, Ohio. How are you doing, Christy? It's so beautiful. It feels like summer, like it's 70 something and sunny and like just loving this. If March can just carry on like this, like it'll be good for all of our souls, I'm sure. Oh my gosh, it does. It feels like a dream. Um, I couldn't decide whether I should risk the dog next door neighbor's dog barking outside or construction inside. So I chose outside, but, um, so here we are and we're just going to kind of catch up today. But one thing that Christy and I had talked about something that we're both challenged with is the idea of creating the energy in the room versus adapting to the energy in the room. So in other words, do you let somebody else's mood dictate yours? Or are you able to kind of see where that is, get that that person's coming from a harder space and not let that affect you internally? Christy, do you struggle with this? I do struggle with that. Yes, I think um, especially, yes, lately. I feel like, I, I, you know what? I think this is where a, like, um, try, I'm starting trying to gather my thoughts, but I, I feel like I tend to be, and I'm not saying this as a boastful thing. I'm just, I'm saying it how it is. I tend to be like a natural born leader. I don't know if it's because I'm a Leo or what it is, but in everything that I've done, when I think back, I always end up in some sort of like leadership role or position. And I just naturally gravitate there. And so for me, typically, I feel like I am the creator of the energy in the room, (laughs) but something has shifted in the last couple of years where I don't really want to be the leader anymore, and I'm kind of trying to take the backseat on purpose, intentionally, and that's something that I'm struggling with, though, is like taking the backseat, but also like not... Uh, adhering to the bad energy in the room or the energy that I'm not want, don't want to be a part of in the room, you know? And I think that <laughs> that is the struggle of not leading when you, when you are typically a leader is like, I don't know. I just, yes, that's a struggle for me lately for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Me too. And I think, I mean, I guess we just have to define and everybody has a different definition of what room are we talking about, right? Like, so when I think about this, I think about the walls within my own home. That's where I'm, where I am most of the time. And I found that I am very affected by the moods of the other people in my home, AKA my children. Um, You know, if it's like happy and nobody's fighting, I'm like, yay this is awesome. And then if there's attitude, we're approaching the teenage years. I will not name which one. Um, and (laughs) you know, that comes with different territory. And I was a teenager once I was far from fun to be around most of the time. 
So I get it, but I'm trying to learn how to be cognizant of the fact that not everything is about me. Not every response is about me. Not everything is personal. I don't need to react in a certain way or feel offended. And that is tricky for me. And I don't know if it's because children are different. So as moms or parents, we're prone to want to like correct our kids, you know, when they're not doing something kind or loving. And um, so I don't know if it comes out of that because I feel like in my marriage, I've learned how to like if Justin, he's in a good mood most of the time, but if he's not, I kind of just give him space. But that is a learned behavior from being married because I'm like, I don't want to deal with that basically. But it's also, he's a grown adult, so he can do what he wants to do. I don't feel like I need to correct him or I can't change him. You know what I'm saying? So I think that my responses are different. And for whatever reason, I think I give him more grace than I do my kids, which sounds terrible, but it's just, um, I don't know. It's 24 seven of just feeling like you're just trying to do the best you can, you know, to cultivate a happy home for the people that are in there and you want it to be a safe space. And then sometimes when I feel like things are chaotic, I let that impact my, me and my mood more than I wish I did. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's, I'm sure this is relatable to everyone. I think it's probably a struggle for most people. So funny that you say you give your husband more grace than you give your kids because it is the complete opposite at my house. Like I have no grace for Seth when he comes home from work in a bad mood. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I, I want to have it, you know, I need to work on that. But like, if Ruby's having a bad day, I don't know. I just, I guess I think like, she's a child, like, you know, her mood waxes and wanes, but like, it's totally not right. But to Seth, I'm like, oh my gosh, you should always be happy. YOLO, life is too short. Like, you know, it's yeah. so funny. Well, I uh, think that like some of it too might be the age. Like, I don't feel like that with all of my children just the one that's getting older, which is unfair. But you know, like as kids get older, you're kind of like, oh wait, you're not, you don't have, I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, yeah, I hear you with the differences though. I don't, you know, it's just different and that's okay. Like everyone has their struggles, but you know, I think like the the easy thing to say, but not the easy thing to do is, when you feel like that, like I always try to remind myself that um, like when I feel frustrated with my kids or when I feel frustrated with Ruby or a coworker or something, I always try to think of them in that moment the way that God would see them, you know, which is just obviously grace-filled, right? Like, and so hard to do in the moment but um I think you know not to make this super biblical but you know obviously we should practice grace God shows us grace all the time think about all the bad moods and bad days that we've had where we have been shown grace and you know just try to extend that out um you know as if you can and and just it's a practice right it's practice yeah um I also like I read something recently that was floating around Instagram that was like, Jesus did not conform to the energy in the room. Like he, people conformed to him, no matter where he went, like 
he did the he did the conforming people followed him and and I think that goes back to being a leader so whatever role you're in whether it's like me working at the hospital around really unhealthy really negative nurses or my husband who's had a long day at work or Ruby who like ate too much sugar the day before and is just like an absolute insane child like whatever it is I am, it's my energy. And yes, not every response has to be about you, but at the same time, you can create the energy. And I think as women, as wives, as mothers, like we hold a superpower there that like we could turn a whole day around just by the way we respond to things, mm-hmm. you know, so hard to do, but um, really channeling and practicing that superpower that we have is so crucial to our family's happiness, you know? And I think as women, it is our responsibility to, to kind of be the energy shifters, be the leaders of the, of the, um, mood or energy in our homes. Yeah. Whether we like it or not. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. And it goes back to what we talked about before, like, you know, the morning routine, doing something that gets you in that mental space so that we can have that, we can deal with those things. But when you talked about, um, from a biblical sense, it, it kind of popped up. We, you know, still going strong with this everyday Bible reading. And one of the verses that I read recently was Proverbs seventeen twenty seven, And it struck me because it convicted me, but it says a truly wise person uses few words a person with understanding is even tempered. Um, and so sometimes I think as a mom, I feel like the more I explain it, they're going to understand it. And sometimes I think less is more. And I want to remind myself of that, of just like, not everything needs corrected. Not everything needs a comment, you know, not everything. Like It's okay. Everybody has, I don't know, whether it's the bad moods or the whatever it is. And right. can let that go and kind of just let that sit there um, if it's not earth shattering totally. and then move on. So Absolutely. I, think, I think what you said is true. I mean, it's the foundation of us being peaceful people. Yes. That's Back to that. Um, my favorite, my favorite parenting mentor slash guru of mine whom I've never met, but I read and love her dearly. Janet Lansbury, I love her. If you're not familiar with her, like go and you're a mom, like go listen to some Janet Lansbury in your life. Um, She always says that exact thing, like over explaining to your children. And I argue this even agree applies to your spouse or a coworker or anyone over explaining weakens your power weakens your leadership like you said no like like just for instance just now before we started to podcast we have baby ducks in our house right now and they are so sweet and ruby loves them and i got them for her and you know for us but for her and she just got them out of their little cage and was carrying them around and i said you cannot get out the baby ducks while i'm podcasting And the temptation was there for me to go on and on and on about why she can't get the ducks out, why it's not safe. The dog could get the duck, the cat, you know, and the temptation was there for me to keep going and on and going. But I've learned from Janet Lansbury that less is more and all you, you just lay your boundary down, you set the energy, you set the tone, and then that is it done. 
I like that. I also think it makes sense because especially with kids, they only have so much attention. What's the word? So much, they're like focus, attention. Like they only have a limited time. So if you keep on going and going and going, you're going to lose it. Well, and especially with kids too, this doesn't apply so much to husbands, but to kids, like if you give them all those points, you're just asking for an argument. You're just asking for them to rebuttal what you've said. But if you say you're not, you cannot get the ducks out. Yeah. There's nothing to argue about that. You made a rule and that is it. If you say you can't get the ducks out because the dog might get them, then she could say, well, I'll make sure the dog's not nearby. What if the dog, you know, and then, yes. and then it's, yes, yes. so you just lay it out, you drop it off and that is it. And like, you know, I think that is very helpful to my job, you know, my everything. You can apply that everywhere. It's just you, you, you create that energy and, or that boundary. And then that's it. I like it. Okay. So going back to the comment of like, say you're somewhere, work, home, wherever, and something gets you in a bad mood Mm -hmm. because they're in a bad mood. What are our strategies to turn that bus around? Like usually to turn it around for yourself, for myself. Yeah. For yourself. Like if it gets, if you're starting to fit, feel yourself getting frustrated like oh this is like making me feel like I'm in a funk now what are ways yeah. what are things that you do not trying to put you on the I, spot no no that's okay I, <laughs> I I like it I I was just thinking I, I mean I already kind of said this but like truly this is the practice that I forget who told me this piece of advice it was when Seth and I got married um but I I think it's so helpful is to like see them in that moment the way that God would see them in that moment and like that is so helpful to me whether it's my child or my husband or whatever like I I, it allows me to step back and say like oh Ruby's having like this crazy day it's because she didn't get enough protein yesterday and I can see her I can see why she's having that hard time and then I can I'm able to separate my mood from her mood because I understand why she's having that mood or like you know Seth had a long day at work and I can I can see that maybe this has nothing to do with his work day. Maybe he just like came home and, you know, didn't like the dinner I made or whatever. And and I know it's just because he's had a long day at work. And so I'm able to like separate that. So I think just figuring out a way to show that person grace and then letting it wash out to sea, <laughs> letting yeah. it wash out to sea and not bring it back in with the waves. Um, and I also think that this, goes such a long way when you see someone struggling whether it's your child or your husband the last thing that you want to do is is give them some sort of grace-filled compliment or or show them that extra love but really that's what they need you know like if someone's being kind of nasty to you what they what they need is love (laughs) yeah so freaking hard but it's what they need like they need someone say like I see you and I I care about you and I'm sorry you're having a bad day yeah that's good um I don't know practice because I I ain't perfect at that for sure no nobody is and nobody is I think along those lines something that has always impacted me and it's similar but it's just the saying of like just believe the best in people so knowing that like if Justin got frustrated or if he did something that was annoying or whatever it's just like 
I just have to believe the best in him. Like, don't assume that he's trying to just make my life miserable. I'm choosing to believe the best in him. Um, I think it's a, a lot of it is a choice of how, like you were saying, like how we see the people we love. And then like knowing that, uh, at least for me, it's like, you know, my marriage and my kids are a lifelong commitment. And so is it worth, I don't know. I, I feel like I can step back now and see the weightiness of certain things or how I respond to certain things. But a lot of it is just like kind of putting it on a big scale of like some things are really worth a big talk and some things are not. And some things will ruin your mood for a while because it's a big thing. You know what I mean? Like, um, but if it's just life and every day, then I have to think back. I'm like, gosh, am I not taking enough time to like get my own stress out? Or am I taking my stuff out on people? Is this what, what's happening? You know, maybe it's yeah. more about me than it is about them. If I yeah, can, I'm so reactionary. Yes. I think definitely it's a, it's a, an opportunity to take a step back and like the bad days, I like to call them refining moments. Like as long as you're taking a step back and reflecting on it for a second. And, and by the way, I'm not saying dwell on it. I'm saying reflect on it. There's a difference there. Big time. You reflect on it for a second. What can you learn from it? How can you refine your life from it? How can you move forward? I just, I completely disagree with the statement. Like you should never go to bed angry. I sometimes like to go to bed angry and sleep on it and wake up. And like, it's amazing how many times I wake up with a completely different, you know, attitude or feeling about it. Just letting it be for a second, you know, whatever that thing is. Um, but I do want to also go back and say really quick, I know you already said this, but I can't stress enough the importance of having a little bit of a morning routine because if you wake up at the same time as your family and it's chaos from from ground zero you can't you can't there's no way you can move through all those weeds like you if you haven't given yourself a moment in the morning to get all of your needs met um physical exercise like all the things I'm always talking about the whole mm -hmm. savers method that I've mentioned like I'm then it's going to be difficult to see through that mucky, those mucky waters. And when you have done that, it's amazing how clear that you're able to like step back and see, like my family needs me to be the leader of emotions or energy at this moment. It's so much easier to do that when you, when you've had a little morning routine. Yeah. And I think like for any of us who feel like, oh gosh, a little bit like, oh, I need this. And it feels overwhelming. I mean, the notion that like tomorrow is a new day is always very encouraging to me because listen, not every day is going to be like the best day ever, you know? And so like you said, tomorrow's a new day. It's actually funny. Able, <laughs> I was putting Abel to bed last night when I was praying for him and I said, God, I pray that tomorrow's going to be a good, good day. And then I said some other things. And then at the end he goes, did you say you hope tomorrow's going to be a good, good day. And I go, yeah. And he goes, okay, I do hope it's going to be a good, good day. I, I don't know why I'm even so sharing sweet. it, but it was so cute. Cause it was like, I just felt like there was even just this power and like praying that of, of just putting that in his head and an excitement of, yeah, tomorrow's going to be a good, good day. And yesterday was good. Like nothing happened for me to, I don't know why I said, 
I emphasize that, but it got him excited. And I think if we can kind of just have that childlike mentality that, you know what, whatever happened today is today, but tomorrow, you know, I'm going to look for the beauty in that day, um, can shift our, I think that's, I think that's so awesome. And even like, just saying like, that is create. So, so you created that energy. You created that energy last night for today, right? Like you said, we're going to have a good, good day, or you prayed for a good, good day. Um, and so like, that's so powerful. I've done that with Ruby before. Like, let's ha- let's wake up and have a really good morning. Mm-hmm. You know, just stating that, even though it seems so obvious that we all want to have good mornings, like that's I you. Do, though. I think when people say things to you, like, especially if you're, I mean, kids, you know, we talked about love languages, but I think every kid is a word of affirmation. I mean, every kid is yeah. like, they care about your words. And so you're right. Like, sometimes I underestimate the power of our like positive spoken words, because I feel like we do it all the time as parents, but putting that out there, it it is powerful. So, um, I think that's something that we can all not feel pressured or like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a whole thing to feel like I'm the energy creator and all of that. It's just know that like, we are wired, like you said, Christy, like we're the, we are intuitive. And so we're wired like that. So we just need to figure out how to set ourselves up to just do the best we can, not be perfect. Um, so that would be a challenge one. And then the set other challenge that Christy and I wanted to talk about really quick um, is for March, because it's March 1st, our 30-day challenge for March is going to be to write a letter or note or words of encouragement to somebody every single day. Again, it could be a letter. It could be mailing something in the in the mail to a friend or a family member, or it could just be leaving a love note on somebody's desk. Yeah, love that. I can't wait. I'm super excited. I I bought some cards um, and some stamps. So actually, my stamps are left over from Christmas. So if so you are get it- <laughs> I know. I'm like sorry that you're getting snowman stamps, but I gotta use them up but I love you. I still love you. Um, so yeah, I'm going to send out look at stamps though. I do not look at what stamp is on a card. Somebody sends me. No, never. I never do. I never do. Um, you guys and a PSA because it's my favorite place in the world. And I would love to, um, be a sponsor for them or advocate or whatever you would call it. I don't even know, but Trader Joe's has the best greeting cards and they're 99 cents. They're beautiful minimal words, just beautiful cards. So if you want a place to stock up, go there. Yeah. Super cheap, super cute, easy to zap them out in the mail. Love it. Do it. Or just get, go get a 10 pack or a 12 pack or at Target, whatever. Yeah. We like to get the, um, they have like five different colors and envelopes and there's probably, I don't know, a hundred of them. It's a big pack. And we use those for everything. They're just blank. So um, do, your, do your thing, but get cards out to people. People love it. I would love to know, I don't know, like the statistics on how much it's probably declined, just cards in the mail since social media and texting and all of that stuff came Yeah. Out. Everybody I love a good snail mail card. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's our, that's our March um, challenge, continue to make your bed, continue to toss. I hope like you're building these little, um, habits. Like I, today I tossed something out that I probably wouldn't have tossed had we not made an effort to like 
flex that muscle of like just tossing stuff when it's not serving you anymore. Um, I'm still doing it. And every time I do, I, I get so happy that we've had this conversation and I think back to this and it makes me just, and I'm still making my bed, which I never did before. Never. So I'm a, I'm converted. I'm a believer. I like it. I, I feel the same way. Even dumb stuff. This is, I didn't realize I did this, but like hair products or something. And I'm like, oh, they're still a little bit in there. And then I just, it's just sitting there for months. I've started to right. be like, no, there's, there's a tiny bit that I'm not going to use. Pitch it. Right. Um, which whatever your thing is. Yeah, it does feel good. So, um, okay. Well, that's all folks. Awesome. Be the energy creator. It's the perfect time to create the energy in the room instead of conform to the energy in the room. Ooh, boom. Thank you.